due to the graphic nature of this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Episodes may include discussion of abuse, murder, sexual assault, and other incidents that some people may find offensive. We'd advise extreme caution for children under 13. Fear filled the air once more as day turned to night. The people of Halavata Chilau were armed as they locked their doors at dusk. Preeti hailed from the war-torn streets of Jaffna, where she escaped with just a bundle in hand and her three-month-old daughter in tow. The new threat that roamed the streets of Halavata Chilau at night seemed far less threatening to her than the vicious men of terror that she was running away from. The same men who were responsible for the demise of her husband. I'm Stephanie Hurft, an investigative journalist and true crime enthusiast. Every Tuesday, I'll be taking a deeper look into some of the most famous and infamous true crime mysteries that took place right here in Sri Lanka. From serial killers to love stories that ended in gruesome deaths to even exorcism and the occult. This show leaves no stone unturned in sharing the most gruesome true crime stories to come from this island we call home. Unsolved, bone-chilling, murders that will have you screaming. This is Murder, She Cried, an original podcast from Paradigm. Preeti started over in the coastal town of Chilau, far away from home, with her little bundle of joy. Two days after her daughter was born, her world fell apart. She was in hospital when it happened. Her family were killed in a massacre when her father refused to fund the militant group's latest mission. Preeti's fate was sealed. She had to leave everything behind if she wanted her daughter to grow up away from the terror. Chilau was a fresh start away from the violence she had known since her childhood. Preeti found work at the local post office. The village she lived in, Halavatta Chilav, was peaceful. She felt safe and had faithful neighbors and loyal co-workers she could count on. 
Their community looked out for each other, despite being a diverse group in caste and creed. Preeti, after living in fear all her life, finally felt safe. Sadly, it wasn't long until a new threat emerged. A month ago was when the havoc in Halavata first began. And it all started with Nafisa Rajabdin, who lived down the road from Preeti. It was a cold, rainy October night when Nafisa ran outside her home to get her three-year-old's drenched clothes off the washing line in her garden. This was when she first heard the hissing. A hissing that first sounded like it came from a pipe. She looked around her garden, wondering what it could be. The hissing continued and stopped near the tree where her washing line hung. A shill scream rang through the quiet neighborhood. Nafisa's husband, along with her neighbors, rushed out and found her passed out near the tree. Her husband carried her to the veranda of their home, hoping to resuscitate her. As Nafisa opened her eyes, full of tears, she told them of a black creature crouched on a branch of the tree. Human or devil? She could not tell. It grinned at her before jumping off the tree. It picked at her laundry that still hung on the tree. She screamed in shock and fell to the ground, not knowing what this creature was. Nafisa described the creature as black as night. She discovered that all her underwear that she had hung to dry was now gone. Nafisa's story spread far and wide throughout Chilau. As Nafisa was a teacher, some folk thought that maybe it was a bored student just playing a prank on her. Nafisa continued to live in fear of the dark-skinned creature returning to her garden. She wouldn't leave her home at dusk. A week went by. Suboda, a 24-year-old mother of a newborn, was woken up by a tap running outside 
in her garden in the middle of the night subodha grumbled as she yelled at her sister for forgetting to close the tap as she stepped out into a chilly october evening she heard a thud from behind her she felt a greasy palm on her face as someone grabbed her from behind subodha screamed out for help but it was too late the monster held her down by her neck subodha couldn't fight back the smell of grease made her choke she struggled as the monster attempted to strip her underclothes off her she kicked him in the face when his nail dug deep into the skin on her collarbone making her bleed subodha screamed out in pain the creature darted away as villagers rushed to the scene to find subodha stripped bleeding crying out in agony covered in grease the police realized both women were attacked by the same creature covered in grease an investigation into the attacks began this was just the beginning of an uproar throughout their district in the next month several accounts of this creature were reported all by females in their early to mid 20s some accounts of the creature report a black figure with a disturbing grin a black figure that would slip into the night leaving deep nail wounds on his victim some even believed this sighting to be associated with the spirit of hindu goddess kali the tamils believed that she would hide in trees in wait for a youthful mortal to pass her by unable to contain her jealousy she would curse her victims with terrible illnesses rumors circulated throughout the district of this creature and its motives to some that stared into the eyes of pure evil this creature seemed otherworldly and to others the creature was human covered head to toe in grease as the news spread 
sightings of this creature from other parts of the country seemed to circulate. The media called this creature the Grease Yaka, also known as the Grease Devil. Fear spread through the nation, running amok in peaceful rural villages such as Preeti's. As Preeti locked her doors that night, she told herself that these creatures were just men in disguise, pretending to be creatures of evil, men who could easily be overpowered by the majority. On that very night, another attack took place just 400 meters from where Preeti lived. This time, the creature's MO was different. 35-year-old Jairaj Paul was attacked in his home by the creature who sprung on him with a sword while Jairaj was asleep and slashed his knee and elbow. The creature had proceeded to steal Jairaj's belongings before he disappeared into the night. Grease stains were found in Jairaj's home. The villagers were livid as the police failed to make progress. The next morning, the village of Halavata gathered to form a surveillance plan of their own. They would be ready when the creature strikes next. One week later, when Preeti was returning home after work, as she closed her gate, Preeti heard hissing, followed by a mocking laugh. Preeti acted quick. She did not look for her attacker, but instead ran outside her gate. She heard a rustle of leaves move behind her as she ran away, screaming for help. And this time, the neighborhood patrol was ready. Every man and woman in the village surrounded Preeti's home, blocking all entrances. They had finally got him cornered. The creature was trapped. Preeti acted quick. She did not look for her attacker, but instead ran outside her gate. She 
heard a rustle of leaves. She heard a rustle of leaves move behind her as she ran away, screaming for help. And this time, the neighborhood patrol was ready. Every man and woman in the village surrounded Preeti's home, blocking all entrances. They had finally got him cornered. The creature was trapped up a tree. As the men of the village tied into the tree, they could finally identify their attacker. No taller than five four, covered from head to toe in grease so he could easily slip away. The village was able to identify their attacker almost immediately. They identified the creature as an officer of the law, a military sergeant from a neighboring camp close to the village. The grease devil of Halavata Chilau was finally identified and taken into custody. Sadly, no sooner than he was caught, the military got this sergeant released. As the military justified his actions by claiming that his role was a part of his on-field training and that escaping from civilians' houses was a stage in special forces training designed to help them escape when engaging in attacks. Grease Yakas or Grease Devils first surfaced in Sri Lanka in the early 2000s when Muratua and Panadura were terrorized by a gang of robbers who would grease themselves up in order to be able to easily slip away from police when caught. Over the years, various gangs of grease devils would terrorize Colombo and remote villages in other provinces. The most notorious gang being during the years of 2002 to 2004 when sexual assault and rape on women during the late hours of the night prompted all households to lock their doors and arm themselves. In 2000, from 2010 to 2012, a new generation of Greece devils 
was said to be unleashed upon the north and east with rumored links to the government and security forces as many of the greece devils caught during the time were said to possess military or army identity cards all of whom were released under the pretense of their act of violence being a special military training there were also sources who said that when villagers would chase down greece devils at the time the greece devils would seek refuge at army or military camps where they were unharmed victims also said that the government did not take any security measures in ensuring the people of these rural areas were safe the government made no efforts in ensuring that justice for these victims were served sadly many people were injured in these attacks lives were lost in vain former minister of parliament vijita herat stated in parliament that the greece devil insurrection in 2010 was a blood ritual the government required female blood sacrifice in order to obtain the legendary crown and sword of king dutugamunu from guardian spirits who reigned over sri lanka in 161 bc there was also a conspiracy theory that suggested that the blood of 1000 young females were needed in order for the president at the time to continue his reign the sunday times in 2011 reported that the greece devils have been sighted in over 24 places in the last 10 years all sightings which involved robberies rapes murders and physical attacks this wraps up the first season of murder she cried we can't be happier with the response we've received so far you've helped us chart on top podcasts both domestically and internationally we are working hard to come back next season with more gruesome and unheard true crime events if you like this show follow at paradigm podcasts on instagram 
TikTok and YouTube. Murder, She Cried, hosted by Stephanie Hurft, is a paradigm original. It's executive produced by Zeeshan Akram Jabir. Podcast cover art by Randita Philip, with production assistance by Rajit Malikaspe. This episode of Murder, She Cried was researched, written, and fact-checked by Stephanie Hurft. To hear more from me, follow me at Steffi Hurft on Instagram and TikTok. We wish you all a great holiday season and an ever better start to the new year. Until next season, I'm Stephanie Hurft and this is Murder, She Cried from Paradigm.